All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 167, and we have the Clips and Drew preseason preview. We're breaking down all 30 NBA teams and where we think they stand in the rankings. Giannis signs the biggest deal in NBA history. He's staying in Milwaukee. And once again, there is drama at the Olive Harden where they do not treat you like family. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew! Turn up that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard what up podcast world what's up everybody you know what it is you know where you're at it is the follow-through with clips and drew the true players podcast the nba's premier podcast <laughs> i'm throwing in all all i can throw in on the intro now drew <laughs> just keep tossing them in i'm gonna keep throwing them in there if you have any more that you suggest we should do holler at us this is episode 167 we are back at chateau de clips <laughs> it's coming together right yeah no it looks good you got the new desk in new desk we got the new couch coming. Right. Not a casting couch. No casting couches here. <laughs> we have a new couch coming. It's starting to come together, though. I can't wait to put all my new shit up. Yeah, I think once the artwork's up and the new couch is in, it's going to be nice. I Are you keeping st- this chair? This is a nice the chair. The man chair has to stay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's got to stay. I had two stoner kids come pick up my old desk last night, and they came <laughs> in, and they're like, bro, this is a pretty sweet place. And I'm like, I know. Dude, one day you can get to our level. Uh, we, got a, we got a week until opening night tonight is what today's thursday yep uh so a week from tomorrow we have opening day well so the 22nd is in five days five days that's when it is you're right five, five I'm thinking about christmas is a week from tomorrow right yes exactly okay. so a week from tomorrow is the christmas day slate uh but before that opening day is the the 22nd clippers so, lakers opening night and then uh, golden state and uh uh brooklyn right but of course and i'm so tired of talking about this drew but on this week's episode of what the fuck is going on in Houston, we, we have more going on, guys. There's so much James Harden drama, and I know we touched on it a lot last week, but the first thing I want to say is John Wall looks nice, right? For a guy coming off Achilles surgery and basically not playing for two years, he looks extremely explosive. He looks like he hasn't lost a step, and that's kind of what you get concerned about especially with point guards, you know, we saw it with Derrick Rose, like and his was an Achilles, but uh, with the ACL, like he lost a step and he's still fast and whatnot, but John yeah. Wall still looks explosive and Boogie looks good too. Yep. And finally James Harden decided to come back and be a part of the team. <laughs> and then he kind of takes back his comments. I want to play in Houston. No, you don't dude. <laughs> I think he's completely disrespected the franchise and he's seeing that like, a trade's not going to happen right now. Like you're you're stuck here till at least trade deadline, because like we have said for a while, the Ben Simmons isn't going to happen right now. Uh, no, and there's no there's nothing else out there. Right. Yeah, I think uh, for James Harden, the fact that Giannis signed uh, his deal is is bad news for Houston and for him because all of the focus is now on him. Right. Before it was like, okay, well we have this Giannis thing. We'll see, you know, we're, we're still going to, you know, the, the countdown was on. They had the, the Giannis countdown clock to when he can sign the extension. And, you know, it was taking some of the heat away from his story. But now that Giannis is locked up, that's all done with. Well, he's, we're going to touch on Giannis. I know, I, know, I know that, but 
he's now the only story going into the season that there's still a lot of uncertainty with. Obviously, the, you know, the major stories about each team that we're looking forward to. We're going to give you a breakdown of the NBA preview here in a little bit, but you know, the majority of the attention right now in the NBA, if it's not on these preseason games, it has to be regarding this James Harden situation. Well, it came out, and this sounds just like the Kawhi PG narrative that we talked about last week. Like he's been able to dictate what the front office has been doing for the since 2012. Uh, he was able to dictate practice schedules and staying extra nights in cities that when they're on the road <laughs> that he likes. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta, definitely. <laughs> um, orchestrating massive trades that that we've seen since 2012 for him and just nothing has worked out and again I wasn't a fan when all the stuff came out about Kawhi and Paul George being able to do that but it totally explains the failure that the Houston Rockets have been and I don't want to say failure I want to say not being able to win a chip um which shouldn't say that you're a failure but you get what i'm saying well they failed yeah they they weren't able they they should have beaten the warriors at least once one of those times they had two times Mm -hmm. and one of them definitely should have been a a victory so i think in that regard it's you can call it a failure i think it's it's difficult too because james harden you know mvp uh past three years led the league in scoring like james harden is a threat any team could use james harden but he's not a plug-and-play player like you literally, if you're going to take James Harden, you have to change your whole offense has to adjust to James Harden, right? And it should because he is that good. I get it, but maybe he's not right for a lot of these teams. Mm. I definitely think that James Harden would work in Milwaukee, right? Like I think that would be if you want to win a championship and whatever, but they don't have the assets. And I don't think teams are willing to actually – they saw what happened with Presti and the Clippers and like giving up all of your picks – because Houston wanted Ben Simmons and four number ones. And that's basically just throwing in the towel for the next right. three years. So you get what I'm saying, though. I I think James Harden felt that he'd get more of a bite from, from NBA franchises. But in order to get to for Houston to retain the value that James Harden has, I don't think a lot of teams have that. Once Westbrook got traded, I think for Harden, that should have been a moment where he goes, all right, well, maybe I'm going to I'm going to actually be in Houston here. Because didn't he want that though? That's the whole thing. I think he did. But my point is, is like the the rumors of Harden and Westbrook both asking for trades happened so fast, next like so close together. It almost seemed like Harden was like uncertain, and then it was like Westbrook wants a trade. Now Harden wants a trade. It's like bang bang. And so I I almost feel like Harden was hoping that he would be the one traded away from Houston before Westbrook. Westbrook. And I think the realization is starting to set in for him now as he kind of walked back a lot of his comments and had some really weird answers to really valid questions in his press conference after uh, his first game. In Vegas. Yeah, the guy asked a really good question. It was the ESPN reporter, Tim McMahon, I think. He, he was like, how... He goes, where were you and like, why weren't you here? And he was like, well, I was preparing with you know my own trainers. And then, and then he like the very next question he answers, he goes, well, I'm a little bit behind on the offense and you know the flow and everything that coach has going on because you're not coming to practice it's because you were by yourself with your quote-unquote trainers you decided to show up late it's just it was one of those weird press conferences for james harden that was really not a good look it's not a good look a you're not with your your team b you're ghosting your new coach and now you're making up weird answers now you're giving weird answers and that brings you making up shit right and you bring (laughs) and and your stock value is going down too like we can't have this and then which in it's funny because 
the shape-shifting body, like Kendrick Perkins had the greatest quote today, he's, and he was ripping on Harden. And he's like, you can't be demanding all of this shit and then show up to practice looking oh. like me. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he Certainly. said. Certainly, yeah, because the trainers clearly weren't doing that much no. for him while he was in those other cities. But weren't we talking last season, like, yo, James Harden looks like he dropped 40 pounds. Like, he looks way skinny. Well, because during the break between March and when the bubble restarted, he did. He lost all the, all that weight. And then he showed up and it was like, all right, he didn't lose that much weight. Mm -hmm. So I do think that for James, I think he might have taken these last two months um, a little easy. And and I think most players didn't expect the season to start this fast. Right. Right. Because when, when the bubble ended, we were like, all right, people are saying January, but we're thinking maybe February, March. And so the NBA players hear that and they're like, cool, I got... I got at least a month to do nothing if I want to. And I, and from all the reports, it sounds like James Harden is one of those players that truly enjoys his time off. He's not necessarily in the gym every day, like Russ, for right. instance. Um, and it seemed like he was eating at least half of the honey buns that he gave that rapper. Because a little baby. He definitely baby. had at least 12 of those things Homie, before they called him Olive Harden the other night, and I was <laughs> dying. They called him all the internet never loses. That's, that's right? fantastic. But uh, on a serious note, though, again, I really do, I do not like what I'm seeing from James Harden. And you and I both are not Rockets fans. I, I appreciate his game and all that. But it's these little things. It's being at, in Vegas at a party with 200 people with no mask, knowing that you have to go back to your NBA basketball team who's taking all precautions so that we have a safe restart, right? right? right. And then it's those little things of, of ghosting your coach. And, and I think he's really upset after the info comes out that, yo, he's been able to dictate – a lot of shit that happens within the organization since 2012. And then to not be able to dictate the new coach that comes in. Supposedly, he really wanted Ty Lue. Yep. Uh, which, again, he was one of the top coaches that were available. And it wasn't going to happen. And Steve Ballmer would not let him go to Houston with Fertitta at all. Because that there's beef there, mm. too. Like, pay him whatever. But frustrated i don't have a i don't have a say on who the owner is going to be i don't have a say who the coach is going to be you know from from all uh, uh, from all things that i heard he wanted john wall we got you john wall and now you don't want to be there and john wall's playing like the card of i don't even ask him if he wants to get traded or not so let's see where that goes i just think i i don't i'm not worried about james harden performance like i'm not i think he's still gonna he's gonna get in shape He's going to score his points. I expect him to still be the same kind of James Harden statistically that we've seen in the last three or four years. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, so I'm not worried about that. And that's the biggest thing, right? He just, if he wants to demand all of these things, he has to still produce on the floor because the minute that production drops, those, you know, those things that you're accustomed to are not going to be available, especially at new organizations if you want to get traded to a new place. And the, and the last thing I'll say is that this idea of superstars getting control over coaching and over like like GM moves and and you know making sure that they're given the thumbs up or they're 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 trying to make their own moves and bring players in. I think it it really sucks because it's it undercuts what the GM is doing. And most players aren't very good at this. Mm. Most players just want to play with their friends. Their buddies, right. And that's not always good. Like mm. with Russ, that was not good. It didn't, didn't work. It, it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, and so I just, I really do think that these these franchises that are considering giving that sort of control to a superstar player, they really need to rethink that. And even if it means losing one of those guys, in the, in, you know, in the end, it could be an eight-year headache that you've avoided. 
So I just think I think player players should not. I mean, look, if you're LeBron James, maybe you give him a little bit more leeway. He's done yes, he's, he's done some good things with bringing players, and he's also had some really bad moves that he you know players that that he wanted that did not work out well with him. So he's not a hundred. He's not a hundred percent. You know, like I think the money that Cleveland paid Tristan Thompson was due to LeBron. I, when we talked about um, that Cavs team with Alex Kennedy way back when, that was something that I, I was reminded of. Is like LeBron, because he was playing kind of that GM role, handcuffed the Cavs to a lot of players and then left. And they were still handcuffed to With all to the that. money, the Kevin yeah. Love money, the Tristan money. J.R. Smith got a new contract. Smith, right. So like that's more what I'm talking about. And, and I know that he wanted J.R. Smith on that team. And he wanted Kevin Love on that team and Tristan Thompson to stay. And so I'm just saying most players are not – they're not good enough to do that yet. It takes perspective, and I don't think a lot of players have the right perspective in order to build a team in the way that I think most guys think that they can. Like, Especially when you're not a leader, though. Like, James Harden isn't a leader. Right. So comparing him to LeBron James is completely different because he is a fucking leader. And right? the, the, the overall point that I'm making mm. is that teams shouldn't give that right mm. over to players. Look, if you're a head coach and a GM and you want to key in, like you're making a major move, and of course, like have the conversation, but it shouldn't be like James. If you say no, we're we not going to do get this. Guy. Like, come on, right? You have to still have some authority, and I just I think all of that's deteriorating. So on the other side of this, we got to talk about Giannis, and loyalty is royalty. Okay, he did exactly what I said he'd be doing for two years with re-signing with Milwaukee, based on the fact that. I, he's a different dude, right? He's a loyal guy. He comes from a totally different place than a lot of these NBA guys come from, right? And he was very vocal about the loyalty that Milwaukee had shown him, and he wanted to reciprocate that with, again, $228 million contract is a is the biggest contract. Yeah, you'll get in, my loyalty, Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be loyal to but that city for that I, money. I just think it's bigger than that, man. And now... If a guy like Giannis, who's willing to dedicate his life to this franchise, yeah, I'm going to run by certain things to you. That's my point. Okay. I, I think the conversation should be had. Right. I just, I don't think Giannis should be the one that gives you the veto. Right. Like, you should still have a GM that has control of the and team. And knows what the fuck he's doing. Exactly. Right. I, I completely agree with you. I think this is huge for the NBA. I think it's great for Milwaukee. You and I have both been vocal about how kind of small market teams do not get these opportunities to re-sign these guys because they want out so much, so fast, right? Uh -huh. And I think the benefit of having a guy like Giannis who comes from Greece, the, only, the first place he comes is Milwaukee. He's embraced. He doesn't know anything different. Like he'd never been to New York City or to Los Angeles. And I'm sure it'd be the same way if, if Sacramento got Giannis, you know, he would have been like, wow, this is fucking 10 times better, 100 times better than what I come from in Greece, right? And just the stories of Giannis, if this isn't the, tr the truest American, you know, uh, rags to riches story ever, you know, sharing shoes with your brothers in between games so that, you know, sleeping at the gym. His first, you know, deal in Milwaukee, he gave all his money to his parents, had no money for a cab and ran to practice. Like these things give me so much hope for the NBA and for certain players. So when you see something like that with Giannis and then you're seeing Harden, you know, in Vegas, you know, with rappers and no mask during a pandemic, it's just, it's, it, it makes me feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
those are the kind of things that show other NBA players like, yo, I want to come fuck with this guy. Like maybe Milwaukee's not that bad. Maybe I don't need to be in New York City and whatnot. That's a leader right there. And he's gotten better every single year. He's a great human being, right? And I, I'm just, I'm happy for the Bucks that they got to retain him. And I'm more happy how how Giannis handled the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think most people feel that same way. And a lot of the a lot of the reporting on this is seems to be surrounding how big of a win this is for small market teams in the NBA. While this is a fantastic move for the Bucks and all the signs are pointing to this being a big win for small market teams and for the NBA and for parity and all that good stuff. You know, we just saw Anthony Davis do that same thing. Where he signed with a small market team, and two different, two and, different. Guys. No, I agree. I agree there, and I do think it's two different franchises. But in three years from now, if Giannis is still there and and is still seeming to you know give his future to that team and stay there for even longer, then this will be a success. I think it's too early to just go ahead and say this is a success and that the NBA is changing. I think this is one guy out of you know several hundred who doesn't have that that loyalty factor built in. I love the the loyalty factor. Don't think he has it built in. No, no. I, I think he's one of oh okay one of very few that have it. I don't. I think most players in the NBA, as we've seen, don't have any loyalty to their teams. That's what I. That's the point okay. I was trying to make. He's he's unique in that regard. If you look at all whatever four hundred players in the NBA, most don't necessarily stay loyal to their teams. Now, I think most would take that money and stay. But my point is, is like I love this move. Um, for the NBA, all of this is fine, but let's give it a couple years before we say the NBA is changing, before we say that loyalty is back, before we say that small market teams are winning, because it's just one small market team and one star. Well, I mean, Damian, Damian's doing it in Portland, and that's another loyal guy. We, we've talked about these guys. I'm just saying, I don't think this is a start of a trend. Yeah, well, again, the money's crazy. Like, would you would he take a four year, sixty million dollar deal in Milwaukee? Probably not. He knows his value. I think this is big because you know when Durant went to Golden State, it shifted a lot. Like, yo, this is the best team in the NBA. Nobody's going to beat these guys. If Giannis went anywhere else, if he went to Miami or he went to uh, where, where were the other people that were? or Toronto, Toronto, yeah. you know, that's a shifter. Like shifting, like that's the best team in the NBA, hands down. He's staying, and I think he's the guy that people want to come play with. I think that's going to change their whole fucking franchise. Uh, but my point is, it's too early to say that. Yeah, but when you say things, and it's only one team. Okay, there's so many small market teams that that continue to lose their star players after right. their like. You know, if Utah can keep Donovan Mitchell, they did. If no, they but if, yeah, but this is only this is rookie extension. It's the seven year. Supermax deal that everyone's looking at. Like when you draft a good player, if you're a good franchise, you should be able to keep them for seven years because the money is just ridiculous for them to turn down. Right. So you get their rookie contract, you get the rookie extension, and then they're there for seven years. And then that's when they go test the market for free agency and you can offer them the Supermax deal. That's the whole trend in the NBA. But if these small market teams, like if Zion decides to stay with New Orleans mm. in four, in, in seven years, six years now, mm. you know, if Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray on Denver decide to stay for their foreseeable future, that would be like a trend that we're seeing in the NBA changing. And we're seeing the rules and the way that they set up the payment structure actually working. I'm just saying thus far, it's too early for me to, to celebrate this as like a change in the NBA. I get it. 
I just think he's a different dude. I think and it's I fantastic. Think, I just want to make my point clear. I like, get it. I love him in Milwaukee. Right. I'm, I'm stoked for the organization just like you are. His story is unbelievable. Um, you know, all of that's good. And I do think that his him staying there is going to help them re-sign Drew Holiday, who's coming up really soon, and add more pieces over the years that he's there. So I'm, I'm bored with he that. He said a quote today that was, they, they asked him, like, where do you see yourself in five years after signing the deal? And he said, with uh, more kids and championships. Yeah. So that's that's what you want with your leader. And I, I, I just love everything about it. And I'm glad he didn't go to a big market. I'm glad he didn't go to Miami. I think the Lakers should be happy that he didn't go to Golden State. You know, these top teams over here that would have shifted. The sh that's what I was talking about. Like, either way, shout out to Giannis. Um, one guy that didn't get a big contract is our boy Jello. <laughs> our boy who got signed. He got signed to a non-guaranteed contract. And Drew and I were saying that, like, he didn't even get a cup of coffee. He didn't even turn the coffee pot on. No. Nope. That bitch didn't even. And... I posted it on our page and like, obviously it got a lot of responses, but then people got like some, uh, I think the frequent flyer, former and one guy who follows us and he's a really cool dude, but he thought we were making fun of him. I'm just like, it's part of our job to post this kind of thing. Like the Detroit Pistons posted the, the tribute video, right? Which was him. Dude, did you see that? Yeah. The layup and said, thank you. <laughs> like, that's funny. That's to funny me. stuff. And there's no reason why we shouldn't post. It. He's like, you know, you guys couldn't even get a sniff in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're right. You're totally. He exceeded everything. I, I have said since the beginning, I never thought Jello was going to even get a sniff in the NBA. You have said that he will. And at some point he might. You know, he obviously got looks. They saw something on with him. But, like, at least give him to the end of preseason. Give him a couple. It's weird that it happened so fast. Right. It Was it his dad? What the fuck happened? I don't really – I like, why not keep him until preseason? Mm -hmm. Unless there was some move that they had to make or somebody came available that they weren't expecting. I don't really know the whole, you know, behind-the-scenes thing. Mm -hmm. But that part of it was so – like, the fact that it happened – was it a week? Was he there for a week? I, I think it was two days. It could I have think, been less than a week. I think it was two days. Like, so anyway, I you know his highlight was the practice. It was a so, nice reverse layup, left-handed <laughs> reverse baseline. It was a good one. It's a nice layup. Yeah. I thought I actually thought he was going to miss it when I first saw the highlight. I was like, oh no, did he stop miss being this so layup? sensitive too? You got to be able to poke fun at some people. Hey, and and by the way, you know we we can't sniff the NBA. We also weren't given a contract by an NBA mm -hmm. team. So it's not like we're out here trying to say that we should be in the NBA. I'm not. Yeah. I'm definitely. Drew and I were just talking about how we're probably not going to be playing basketball. I can barely walk my dog without injuring myself. <laughs> Drew hurt, it, hurt his ankle before we started this pod. Yeah. Uh, so the old injury. <laughs> the old ankle. This the bat, the bum ankle from, from 2016. Did you get rid of the man bun? Or no? No, I still have it. Did I just see? I don't have it up. I don't, it's not up right did now. Did you see one of our posts? Though? I did. Of, that was so funny. I think it was Juice. I think Juice did it. Somebody he, somebody saw the man bun. I mean, I had been talking about it for a while. That was so funny. Um, I got it's it's my Kyle guy. It's, it it looks is. a little bit like Steph Curry. Steph Curry has like the braids up top. His kind looks of clean. Man though. bun. You don't say mine doesn't look so clean. I mean, no, not as clean as Steph, <laughs> who looked so good the other night. Like he looks so good. I still think he sold his soul to the devil. I really do. To be able to shoot you like that. You can't. No human being on earth <laughs> should be able to do what that guy does. It is ridiculous. Even watching the pregame shit, where he's just throwing it up to the Raptors and nothing but net. Like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, dude. He is so impressive, and the game is so fluid to him. And I, we, we don't need to sit here and talk about how we think Steph Curry's good because yeah, it's obvious. It's pretty obvious. But it's just so – I'm so glad that he's back, yeah. right? The NBA has missed him. 
I think him and Giannis are the, the poster boys for the NBA now. They have two really good dudes, you know what I mean, yeah. to be their guy. Um, anyways, really quick before we get into the preseason, it was funny how Kyrie's uh, boycott of the media lasted <laughs> one one time because he's like, damn, they really are going to fire me. And, you know, 25K is a lot. He He took back his comments about Steve Nash and not being able, not needing a coach. I'm just so excited for just where this NBA season goes with storylines this year, whether yeah. it's Harden, Kyrie, uh, I mean, fucking Gordon Hayward already got hurt. Okay. Oh. Like, come on. Can this guy get a break? Broke dude? his pinky. Can, and it's not like it's, it's not season ending. It's on anything. his shooting hand though. Know, it's man. like, he can't get a break. You know, he can't. I feel so bad for this guy. I feel guy. terrible for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got for, uh, what do you got for preseason? You want to, what what are we doing with this? This is your this is your uh, this is the preseason breakdown. Okay, so we're just going to touch on every team in the NBA. It's going to be Everyone? fast. Yeah, super okay. fast because uh, I don't need to spend a lot of time on the teams that are going to be at the bottom of the NBA. Uh, but I, you know, each year I like to kind of see where I think these teams are going to end up, and then at the end of the season I look back and Mo I, Bamba I rookie see of the year. Like, yeah, there you go. That's one of your best <laughs> calls. Um, <laughs> So anyway, I'm just going to go through. I have some tiers um, of teams, okay. and you know the, we're going to start at the top. There's really one team right now, and it's the Lakers that are the favorites for the championship. Do you agree that they're kind of they're the favorites? They're they're the number one team overall going into the season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. On paper. Yeah, I, okay. definitely on paper, yes. and and from last year's results, uh, they should be the number one team. Yes. Yeah, we have, and we're going to take the burden of that. I think we actually we're well prepared to take that burden. Uh, with the fact that we have LeBron and AD and we signed all these new guys. Um, I'm excited for the Lakers season. They're the favorites right now. Okay. Then the next tier is contenders. And there's quite a few this year that are in that mix. There's there's quite a few teams. Uh, I still think the Clippers have to be mentioned in this of tier. Of course. Um, have you noticed anything in preseason that you want to touch on for I'm, the Clippers? Okay, I, I've, again, I, I'm not a big preseason guy. Me, I, me I, neither. It's boring. Like, <laughs> it's boring. I like watching preseason. Yeah, you watch the it's, game. I, I'll watch the game, but it's like, yeah, I like Terrence Mann. I don't need to see him for 40 minutes, right? right. And I, I know he's going to get some burn. I haven't seen anything crazy. Right. Kawhi and Paul George played 14 minutes, you know, each one of the nights we're going to watch the game against Utah tonight. But are you are you liking Ibaka so far? Love Ibaka. Okay, yeah. I I really think that um, the way he spreads the floor defensively, the fact that he can knock down a shot, yep. is something that we did not get from Trez. And this isn't going to be a. I still cannot stand seeing Montrez in a Laker jersey. <laughs> it looks weird. It's so weird. And now he just released his clothing line today, which is all purple and yellow, and I fucking hate it. I'm going to buy. And one I'm sorry of those. for all the f bombs. This I'm going to buy one of those. Don't buy that and wear I'm that. Buying, do I'm, not. I'm absolutely doing that. Drew, that that's, will that's, not that's be welcome be in my house. Christmas money is going into that. Hey, really right quick, there. though. Back to Ibaka. Yeah. I think he's going to be huge. I think that was such a such a big pickup for us. I uh, Just everything that he brings to the team. What I'm seeing with the Clippers that's different that you just asked is I'm seeing a lot of smiles from Kawhi. Oh. Like, Kawhi looks ha – I've never seen this man happy, like show emotion at right, all. Right, he never smiles. Never. Yeah. And it looks like he's got his buddy that he hasn't had, you know, like – Ibaka? Yeah. yeah. Him and, his, and I think he's happy that he's there. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, before I move on, mm -hmm. I, I do want to touch on everyone. All the Lakers are super excited about this Taylor Horton Tucker. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the just goat. going – he's going off. He had 33 points in one of these games, and he had 18 in another. He's He looks great, but – 
let's just relax. Like he's he's Chill. he's he's gonna play just a little bit more than Jared Dudley. His like, card, <laughs> his card, his rookie card went from one went from five dollars to five hundred dollars. Now I will tell you this: he looks good. Yeah, he looks real good. And and LeBron has has anointed him like, yo, this is the guy. His size is weird to me. Six four, seven foot wingspan. Seven foot. That's big. He's like also two forty. Yeah, he's, that's a big he's kind of stout. Right. It's really odd. I mean, his finishing at the rim has been the most impressive. He looks like feature. to me Barkley with handles. That's what I and see. He's, he's got longer wings, right. uh, longer arms than Barkley does. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, but when are you gonna play? He's not. He's okay. not. So everyone just needs to relax. Uh, but anyway, that's it's it's really great. I'm excited for him. But let's just relax. Yeah. He's like gonna Chill. be our tenth guy. Chill. So everyone, come. <laughs> um, I I do have to mention a couple teams here in the East. I think. We can agree that Brooklyn is going to be in the contenders conversation, but that's that's at the it's a questionable contender because we don't know Kyrie and Kevin Durant. A lot of a lot of question marks. Steve they looked Nash. good. They looked good in preseason. Yeah, Katie looks super smooth. Mm-hmm. Kyrie looks good out there. We'll, Milwaukee, we'll, Miami, Brooklyn. Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Those are your top three that's in who, in the who, East. Yeah. Okay, and I'm I'm cool with that. I think mm-hmm. I, Miami. We know they didn't really add too much. They they kept most of their core players. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Jay Crowder. Unfortunately, he's not there anymore, which I think is going to be a little bit weird for them. They re-signed Myers Leonard. They mostly have the same squad. They, I think I, more, more responsibility to Hero. I think and, we're going to see another big year from Hero. Yep. They also got rid of Derek Jones. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. They do have some pieces that are new there, mm-hmm. and they got Avery Bradley, which I think is a good. It's going to yeah. be a, a big pickup for for Avery. Sad to see him go, but. Uh, you know, all the best. It was a fun pit stop. He did good for us. He did I mean, good for the Clippers too. I yeah, was happy. Yeah, to have him. he was fine yeah. for you know. We just we kept KCP and that's fine. Um, Forty million. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you said Milwaukee. We know we already talked in depth about their additions. That's an exciting team. Um, where I'm hopeful to see Drew Holiday. You know, do exactly what we want him to do there. That's the big question mark. Can he deliver that same kind of performance? And and play off Giannis the way that we expect, and still have Middleton out there dropping twenty to twenty five a game. Um, the only other team that I really have in this contender spot, and it, it, this one's on the fence for me in the same way that Brooklyn is, just because I don't know if they they have enough to pull it all together to, to actually win a championship. But it's Denver. I'm going to include Denver in that contender. We we named three teams from the East. I got two teams from the West and the Lakers um, already on this list. So Denver. They they actually lost Jeremy Grant, which I think is going to be a big problem. But they draft very very well in that organization. They added some really nice pieces in the draft, uh, and they were able to keep you know the majority of their guys, their core guys that they wanted to keep. I think Denver is going to be just as good as they were last year. And if the you know the last two seasons mean anything, they're going to be in that top you know one two three four seed uh, at the end of the season. So I have to mention them. I do think they're probably not necessarily as close to winning a championship as everybody else that we mentioned on this list. Are we not giving Philly enough love? They're in my next tier. Okay. So this, you know, the next tier is really close to contenders, but it's like it's you know you're next up. Mm. There's there you can break through. This is like the breakthrough tier. You have a chance at winning a championship if things fall in line, and that's the first team that I have. It's Philadelphia. We know new coaching staff, brand new pieces there. Let's see if the Simmons and Embiid thing works out. Um, I, Seth Curry, I think is going to be, um, on the list of maybe most improved for this year. I think there's a chance that he does that well for this team, I agree. uh, that he could actually win that award. Uh, and if he comes off the bench, he could be six men of the year contender as well. I see them. If, if we go with the Lakers make the finals again, uh-huh. I think the best matchup for the Lakers would be this Philly team. You got a body for. AD and you got Simmons that can guard LeBron or at least put a body on LeBron. 
better than most people size wise that works out i like that okay yeah i think i think you know i think milwaukee would say that they have a good shot as far as matchups go and and, and miami probably still thinks that they have a good shot they, they've I, most course. miami fans feel like they were cheated because they didn't have Dragic for that whole mm. series uh but it was get never really going to go that way get over it um but so i think philly um i think boston is in this tier you not know, sold on them yet. That, but that's exactly why mm. I have them in this tier mm. is because there's there's a lot going good on that squad. Yeah, there really there's a there's a lot of momentum for them. They're so young for the most part. Tatum's gotten better every season, and he's and he's listed at he's six ten now. Listed at six ten this year. <laughs> so which weird. I called by the way, I called that last last season. I said he's six ten. Well, they said they was he was still growing. I don't think he's six ten. I think he stopped growing, but I think I think his I think his size is more accurate at six ten than it. So I, I know that they lost Hayward, um, and Kemba's health is obviously going to be a concern for them for the entire season. But I think you know they 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 clearly showed that they have enough talent in Justin Tatum and Brown and who's and the smart. rookie they got though? Uh, uh just started following him. Uh, starts with a P. He actually looked really good in 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 the preseason. Peyton Peyton Pritchard. Yes, Peyton, Peyton Pritchard yeah. was their first round grab. Most people. I, so I love Peyton Pritchard. He's he was the point guard at Oregon for four years. He is a fucking baller. Yeah, he is very good. People, you know, people made fun of them drafting him early because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was going to take him in the first round. So they kind of reached. But he is he has NBA range. He like if TJ McConnell can thrive in the NBA the way that he has, mm-hmm. Peyton Pritchard is going to do much better. I honestly think Peyton Pritchard reminds me a lot of Fred VanVleet, and that's just the and Boston will love that's him the truth of it. He and he's have, a little white point right. guard. Of course, they're going to love him. Right. They got rid of Hayward, so they had to get another white guy in there. Get one of them, Boston for sure. Um, anyway, I so Peyton Pritchard is solid, and he's going to be a good player. They also have Carson Edwards, who's been a very good point guard, you know, off and on for them in the G League and stuff. So they they have a, a lot of pieces there. Marcus Smart's the biggest question mark. There's so many guards. He, Marcus Smart is going to have to have the performances that we saw him have as far as scoring goes more frequently this season because they're they're not going to have Hayward as the third or fourth option. He's going to need to step up in that regard. Um, anyway, th- there there's enough there that they could make a run. It wouldn't shock me if they if they run you know to the Eastern Conference Finals again, uh, but I just don't see them pulling it out and winning a championship. Um, after that, no Toronto, huh? So Toronto's Toronto's in this list. During the regular season, they overachieved. We all thought the loss of Kawhi was going to mean a lot more and that they weren't going to finish whatever they finished in the second mm. seed, right? So I think they overachieved in that regard. But in the postseason, Siakam clearly took a step back, uh, which is not what we expect. So clearly, they have the pieces. They you know they lost both their big men in Ibaka and in, um, in Gasol. I think they brought in Aaron Baines, who's nice. Well, they didn't uh, do much. But I just – I think they – and they're going to rely on Chris Broussard to do a little bit more. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Bruce, no. Chris Broussard? No. That's a, that's a reporter. That's, yes. There's a Broussard on that team. Mm-hmm. I forget his first name. What about Also why, out of Oregon. What about why ask why? Ask Malachi. Malachi Flynn. He had a great game. Shout out to Babcock. Yeah. He looked great, dude. Absolutely. So I think Toronto's in that, All deserves right. to be in that group. But they're not elite. No, exactly. And then, you know, on the on the West Coast, that's really where you, you bring in Dallas. You you have to consider Houston. Um, I would consider. I think Dallas is my Boston of the East. I want to see like because Tatum's obviously getting better every year. Jalen Brown's extremely underrated because he's overshadowed by Tatum mm-hmm. a lot. I think you know everybody wants to see what Luca's going to do. How healthy is Porzingis going to be? Uh, I think they can make a play for it too if they're if they're all healthy and 
this the the biggest question for this season is this Luca's MVP season. Mm-hmm. He is the favorite right now, and and all the odds makers I hate that. Uh, for MVP. If you're betting on on MVP, he's he's the favorite as far as the odds odds are concerned. It this season he's going to do amazing again. Like there's no reason for him not to. I think Josh Richardson is going to help him um, more than Seth Curry did on the defensive end. Uh, so I I do think Josh is going to be a good addition to that team. It's all about Luca's health and KP's health. <laughs> And he got the black belt too. Who's that? He got the security guard. Who did? Dallas got uh, James Johnson. Is he? That's where he ended up. Yeah. Because he bounced around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they got Luca's protection. That's yeah. right. That's right. They needed it. Um. Which you do need. You need. Uh. We we already talked about Houston. They have enough talent to be very good. It just we have no fucking idea if that's going to actually work Ooh. out. Um. I think you know Portland deserves to be on this part, and Utah also. Portland didn't do a lot in the offseason. Some people like their moves you know, Covington, more than others. Covington and Cantor, another big body. I think Covington is a, is a low-key great pickup. Yeah, I think Covington's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it will be interesting to see if they decide to start Covington instead of Melo, for instance. Like there's, there's they should. A, there's a really good shot that Melo's going to actually have to swallow that pill and I come off the bench. I think he gets it now, though. He fucking I think, better. <laughs> I think he gets it now. Anyway, I just, so we know how good Dame is. We mm-hmm. know how good CJ is. Nurkic is one hell of a player. And when Collins is healthy, they have his squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw them blitz through the Trent Jr. The bubble. They have a lot of really nice pieces. Mm-hmm. I just don't know, you know, did they do enough to get them over the hump to where they have been? No, they didn't, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, but they're going to be fun. So I think they're, they're firmly in that group. And then Utah, you know, they still got Gobert. They still got Mitchell. He turned down. He's trying to get a super, super max. Who's this? Gobert. Of course he is. Uh, And it's just so weird. I don't think they're going to give it to him. Um, he should test free agency totally, but he's so, he's so valuable. And that's another player that a lot of teams could really use. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. Utah. I, you know, I, I think it's always better to have an asset. And to pay him that money and see if, if, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's always better to have him as a trade option mm-hmm. than it is to let him go for free. Mm-hmm. So I get all of that, and I, I would expect Utah to try and wrap him up. Um, but I think that's that's my my, my next tier. Uh, so that's that, tier that, two? That, that, that's the tier three. So a oh. favorites, uh-huh. contenders, and these guys are really close, could possibly be contenders. But they ain't there yet. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we have our – these are like firmly playoff contenders. So th- these are teams in the bottom of the playoffs that could – you know, maybe do something, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to be fighting for that bottom of the playoffs. And this is where I have the Golden State Warriors. I have to start here because mm. I think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs this year. I think Wiseman is, in my opinion, he's the strongest candidate for Rookie of the Year. I agree with you. He's going to play a lot, and mm-hmm. he's going to get a lot of stats on that team um, as long as he's you know following the procedures and and is able to run the offense and and is healthy and all that good stuff. I think what, if I had to bet, that would be my money would be on Wiseman to win Rookie of the Year. Um, I think he has a potential to be a, like a similar rookie of the year kind of season for DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he was twenty and ten though. Wiseman could get it. I think Wiseman I think, can do that. I think if you look at the rest of the rookies, you don't have to be twenty and ten to win rookie of the year this year. Right. I think all you need is like fifteen and seven, and I think that would be enough if you look at the rest of the rookies. Unless there's somebody that we don't know that's going to just ha- pop off and have mm-hmm. a crazy season. Malachi. Malachi Flynn for Toronto. <laughs> Um, this is also where I have Phoenix. I think Phoenix yeah, is a definitely. fun team. The Lakers are playing them, you know, and they're, they're doing their back-to-back preseason games against Phoenix. Booker, uh, there was one play I think it got a lot of play on Instagram and, and other places, but Booker had this, like, it was like a pump fake, jab step, 
dribble step back on it was seven moves on one... Kuzma and it it was so fluid. It's... And it and when he shot it, it was so fast and it just went like splash right in the net. It's one thing to be able to do one of those moves, but when you can do three of them and have the power to pull up and put and, and and the balance mm-hmm. and so that's like that's the elite level scoring that we know he has. What I loved more pocket. about that, I totally agree with you, Drew, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. But just seeing Chris Paul on the sidelines, yeah. who's completely embraced his role. Yet another guy that just, he gets it, right? He gets it. Chris Paul is that guy, and he's just teaching on the sideline. And all I kept saying to myself is, he's going to he's gonna coach, bro. It's the perfect he, match. <clears throat> they, this team needed an alpha dog, and we right. know Chris is the alpha. Even if the team doesn't want him to be, he's right. going to be the alpha dog. So this is the perfect match for them. He's. I, I just kept thinking about Steve Nash and Derek Fisher, and I'm like, okay, if CP retires in two years and – the Orlando Magic say, you know what, Chris, we want you to be the head head coach of the team. I wouldn't flip out like I did with Steve Nash. You know what I mean? I totally get it if Chris Paul gets a job, you know, right away out of out of uh, retirement. Yeah, I hear that for sure. Um, the next team on this list is uh, the the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. I think those two are similar. They're they're going to be fighting for that last seed, you know, seven eight seed. Um, you know, maybe get in that nine seed ten seed area. There's going to be a play in. Yeah, we have a play on playing tournament this mm-hmm. season, so I, I expect them to be in that mm-hmm. level, in that mix. Jaw looks great. Um, he, Jaw looks really his good. that dunk that he had the other day. He's just so explosive. Yo, his bounce is crazy. I, I dude. think he got uh, better somehow. I think his I think he got higher wow. vert this this off season. Uh, so clearly, the two storylines are Zion. Like, can we see him play mm-hmm. sixty five games this year instead of twenty four or whatever? We and and can Jaw and Jaron Jackson, you know, really make something happen with that young Dylan fun Brooks. roster mm-hmm. in Memphis? Um, those those are those are two exciting teams. Those are I think those two are my favorites for um, you know random games of the week when the Lakers aren't playing or, or you know there's not big games. I'm still going to be tuning into those two teams for sure to watch Hands those out. two guys play. Um, and then moving to the East Coast, this is where I find uh, Washington. They have some new pieces, uh, obviously, with Russ. And I think if we know one thing about Russ, that guy's going to compete. And I think with him and Beal, they're going to be better than the majority of Eastern Conference teams. They're not going to be in that top tier, but I think they're going to win close games. And I don't think they've done that a lot in the last you know seven, eight years. I think the close games, Russ is going to try and push them over the edge. And I think Brad Beal's special. Again, I do too. Yeah. And I, I don't think that... You know, again, I like to look at at people's reactions and and see them in practice. Russ looks very happy. Um, we don't, us as podcasters and whatnot, we don't talk about Bradley Beal enough. You know, like this dude is cold. And you know, I posted something on our page where he was talking to uh, Denny, right? Abdia, uh, Ab- Ab- who Ab- also Abdia. looks fantastic. He looks great. Yeah. He looks like he's meant to play in the NBA. Dude, he's he's fast. He's he's moving quickly yeah. out there. That's the thing that surprised me the dude, most. Dude, you you give me Bertrands and Advia and and Russ and Beal and a couple more piece and and Rui. You know what I mean? Like who might have a really good year this year? I kind of I think that should be our dark horse, dude. Okay. I think for Washington, what though? For what? <clears throat> 
to make the playoffs because I think I think they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, then I'm definitely with that. Yeah. Okay, not dark horse to win, <laughs> but I think I think again the this, sleeper team. Yeah, and this this trade for Russ too, it's got to be in your head, you know, like fuck, I was just in Houston, I've been MVP, like now I'm in Washington, I have to make this work. And Beal looks like a guy that can make it, that make it happen. And Jordan Brand just signed Beal, so yeah. so it's all a happy family. They're a family. Russ and Beal are both Jordan guys, so that hopefully we have a nice little thing happening there we we've seen what happens when players don't mesh well with russ mm-hmm. they fucking get bounced but in this canary in this case i think russ will be the first one out oh, of course before Beal. trade deadline but anyway i think they're going to be fun that's going to yeah. be a much more fun wizards team that i can remember since gilbert arenas was on the team I'm so with that. I, I like them um i also have indiana in this group mm-hmm. indiana did not do like anything this off season like no need no well the miles turner sabonis thing needs to be addressed mm-hmm. uh i still i i am expecting that to unfold they got a new head coach there we're going to see a new system i i would be i would be shocked if if one of those guys wasn't moved by the end of the year it's not going to be sabonis if it, it's it will be well, it depends on what you know what are we talking about is it you know is okay it, so okay like sabonis would sabonis would be one of those guys that I could trade for James Harden, not straight up. You get Sabonis and Oladipo, then that yeah for James Harden, and, and you throw in some other things. I, there's there's a possibility. There's a possibility. So I just there's a, if there's a team that I think is the the that's going to be willing to trade and look at trades the most, it should be Indiana. They have a lot of strange pieces, and we know Victor's really you know it's tough to rely on him right now because he's unfortunately yeah, he's just such a good guy he's very good he's a him. good player right? right you know you just want him to be healthy and they got Cassius stanley our guy now you can't can't count out Cassius. Mm-hmm. so i think i think indiana is going to make the playoffs i think they're going to be in that mix i just don't i don't see them doing much else mm-hmm. uh moving on this is where i also have atlanta and orlando those two are on the cusp for me there i this is how i feel after thinking about this for a while i think that the Lakers got better, right? We we've said this. Like they did better in free agency. Like yes, Trez and and Schroeder, right? They lost some very good, they lost some pieces that contributed a lot to the squad. Atlanta got like two times better with draft picks, with Gallo, with Rondo, with Trey Young, who's on the rise, and everybody loves Trey Young. I think they got better as a squad. Bogdanovich, Bo- Bo- Bogey. Yeah, that's a freaking playoff team, dude. I think so too. So I'm I I would take them. This is what's cre- crazy. I would take them over the Washington pick. It's defense, right? This is what. Yeah, but they got Big O too, right? But that's fine. That's one position. Okay. Trey and Young, Capella. Trey Young is the worst defensive player okay. in the NBA, but. And okay. they got Chris Dunn, mm-hmm. and so everyone's talking about how Chris Dunn's going to help them defensively, which I think is true. And Rondo's going to be there too. I just i I think Trey Young is a liability defensively, and if everyone else, everyone else who like Danilo's never been known for his defense. No, but he's six ten and he's, he's fine. a body. He's fine. All right. these guys are fine. If but if they can be good defensively, I think you need to be okay defensively and get way better offensively, which which they did. <laughs> I think yeah, you're right. Okay. I'm not going to say that they didn't improve, okay. but the defense is the scariest thing for me because okay. I think I think they can score 130 and I think they can let a team score 140. Right. So that's the problem. All right. Um, ATL is about to be lit. By the way, I think that's the squad. <laughs> Go for it. And then Orlando, they've always been in that you know eight, nine, ten seed. They have the same team. Um, that's another I, guy. Like, okay, Aaron Gordon. Right. If you want to give me Aaron Gordon and a bunch and some shit for for James Harden, cool. 
because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's he is the player who he is, right? Like you know what you're gonna get with Aaron Gordon. He's never gonna be a three point shooter. Well, you the know. same the same was said about Blake Griffin, and I I do think different that- though. Blake got there way faster. Aaron Gordon's been in the NBA for. For this is his sixth year, right? Seventh that's not year. That, that's not that many years. Yeah, Blake got better every single year. Blake missed a whole year from from injury. First, and year. he couldn't shoot threes until three seasons ago. Mm. I don't think they're the same player. I, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think it's that, team light skin you're thinking about. Uh, but I think there's a chance that he he can do that. I still I still I don't know what it. I mean, he went to Arizona. I think that might be you're, it. You got bias right now. I, I love that guy, Drew and I, I want him to to. <laughs> Develop a three-point shot. I like shot. Aaron Gordon. Who doesn't like Aaron Gordon? And I think they're going to be in the mix of the playoffs. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, they made the playoffs, didn't they? Or I'm, they were I'm talking about this year. Right, they made okay. the playoffs. Right. Yeah, uh, They were terrible in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that. That's the end of that tier. And then this, the last tier is just like, well, let's hope yeah, for draft luck picks. Next year. Yeah, let's hope for draft picks. What, OKC? Is they, are they number so, one for you? <laughs> OKC has to be on the list. Uh, I I am I have to say that there's I think there's going to be a couple teams that may end up being worse than OKC mm-hmm. just because they're they're good they're a good organization Cleveland they yeah Cleveland's so, got to be horrible so the the list you know the Knicks are going to be bad no uh, no they're no. going to be bad dude yeah they are they're going to be bad yeah. <laughs> they're the only team in that division that's going to be bad their their Atlantic division is Brooklyn Boston Toronto Philly and the Knicks they're oh, going to be bad. they're going to be demolished the, in their division between four and five <laughs> is going to be such <laughs> There's going to be a major discrepancy. So the Knicks are going to be bad. Detroit is going to be bad. Okay, uh, but a healthy Blake is 100% healthy. So I want I want to say I think Detroit may be the strongest team on this in this section. They got Killian because they still have Blake and Derrick Rose. Rose. They got Killian. They got Jeremy Grant. They mm-hmm. got 17 centers. They got a lot of centers. So they're going to rebound well. They will be the top rebounding. They're going to rebound in the well. But I don't necessarily like. I think they're they're still on the outskirts for me to make the playoffs. Now okay. the East Coast it just got more competitive, so I, that's why I still have them. There's a chance that they make the ten seed for a play-in, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't. The hold goal my should be the play-in. Right. That's the goal. Right. Okay. Um, Cleveland, as you mentioned. Oh, they're gonna be. They they horrific. may be the worst team in the NBA. I, I have a real strong case to make Kevin that Love, they're going to be dude. worse than Oklahoma City. Can somebody get Kevin Love out of there, please? He deserves to be somewhere. I can't believe that like that Boston hasn't tried everything to get. Like he would be perfect for again, this isn't playing the race card and they need a, a white guy. But <laughs> he would be great. Great in Boston. Too much money. That's the problem. And he deserve he deserves and, a shot. And though. you know, Cleveland would be like, "All right, give us Jalen Brown." And yeah. and they're going to be like, "No, nah, yeah, I think we're sorry. good." You it don't need that, uh, that that would have been the great Hayward sign and trade. That would have been the greatest yeah. one for Boston. Yeah. You do the sign and trade, you get Hayward, you bring Kevin Love over, you make that happen. Tristan doesn't have to come. Well, Tristan's but... already on Boston this year. No, I know, but he wasn't. Well, sure. At the, if right. you get Kevin Love, you, you don't, don't have need to do that. Tristan. Yeah, exactly. Even though they're BFFs and that would have been great for still, Tristan. Still could work. Right. We don't know. Right. Anyway, Charlotte is also in this list for me. Now, a lot of people are really high on Charlotte. <sighs> I do think Charlotte is not going to be as good as they were last year because LaMelo is going to need to develop. And he, as as fun as his preseason was, like debut was, what did he have, like 10 assists or something like that? Zero points in the first game. Anyway, I just, I think he's going to be fun. I think they're going to be an interesting team. They have absolutely the same chance to make maybe that 10 seed, you know, maybe climbing into that 10 seed. I just don't, I don't feel good about no, their I team. Think, I think they're going to be very bad. Yeah. But they're going to be one of the teams that you want to watch play. I got to say this about Lamel. He looks like he's been there. He looks like he's been playing in the, like in the NBA. His for confidence 10 years. level was yeah, high, hundred percent. I like it, but I he's think. also going to have those weird games where he doesn't score, or oh. or where he shoots you know fifteen times and makes 
three shots mm-hmm. like that's and, and has nine turnovers but like, they're already saying he's rookie of the year like, and that's good. i mean so I, if you think about opportunity this is it but no i think rookie of the year always tends to go to the guys that are given the most opportunity by their franchise okay and i think lamello is going to have every opportunity in the world to be the rookie of the year they're going to they're going to do what uh grizzlies did with john morant mm-hmm. Here's the ball. Showcase. Here's the ball. Go run the team. They need to figure out the Rogier Devonte thing on who's going to start. And the rest it. of their roster is just like, it's, eh, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so that's why they're in this group. Bismack. Uh, Biombo. Yeah, they got Biombo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we touched on Minnesota. This one's a tough one because they're much better. Uh, if you look at their players, they should be a better team. On paper, they look yeah. decent. Carl Anthony Towns is a hell of a player. Who knows? I mean, we know there's been a lot of talk about the tragedy that he's had to deal with during this last se- Seven year. Seven family members, bro. I mean, his is... family is just taken a beating yeah. by this COVID. Um, so, and and I just hope I hope that he can like just unlock him, that part of himself for, and just play, mm-hmm. and maybe that can help him through this. But uh, outside of that, he's a hell of a player. In fantasy, you're still going to want to have him on your team. I take him, uh, but I just don't see Minnesota. If you look at how stacked the West is, they're not going to do a a damn thing. But they should. They're not going to dent anything. Mm. They're not. They're just not. Um, unfortunately, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Sacramento is also on this list. They, I want to see them do good, though. I really fun. do. That's yeah. a fun squad. Um, if Bagley can stay healthy, yeah. we know that's a big freaking thing I for him. I took him way too early. You did. You were all hyped. Well, he's good. He's, he's a double double machine. When he's when he's healthy, he's going to give you a double double. And you know they added some nice pieces in the draft with Halliburton. They still have De'Aaron Fox, who's lightning fast. And if Buddy Heald and Luke Walden are able to sit down and have a dinner together, mm-hmm. I mean, because clearly they let go of Bogey, so they better keep Heald. Uh, they have fun pieces, but they're just not. They're not going to do it. it again. The West is too stacked. Um, and then my last team that I'm going to mention here, this they're not going to be the last team in the NBA, but it's San Antonio. That's the last team I haven't talked about. They're just kind of stuck. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, they're just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. I think I think Popovich, you know, he's already taken on the USA head coaching job. There's a good chance that he's Who's just their kinda... go-to? Is it DeJounte? Is that, is that going to be their guy? Well, they still have Derek White. They got DeJounte Murray, right. uh, DeMar DeRozan, and LaMarcus Aldridge oh, yeah, well, are still on the team. Rudy Gay is still on that team. Like they're they have a bunch of pieces that are fine. It's just they're 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 going to be in the same spot that they were last year. They're just gonna they're going to miss the playoffs again this year. I, I think Popovich should just dip out, give it to the girl Becky. Yeah, give it Becky to Becky. Because um, <clears throat> you don't want to go out on a horrible note. You know what I mean? Right. She'd be like the female version of Silas right now. Like just hand her the keys. Like you deal with this shit. I think that they've been planning that for a while. Mm-hmm. I uh, but I do think for unfortunately for Becky. It looks like Tim Duncan might be the guy that they that they give the keys to instead. Do you think he wants to do that? It seems. I mean, like, look, man, I I would have said no, but he right. he showed up last year. Mm-hmm. He's on that bench. Um, you know, yeah, he. I, I just he's... if he wants it, mm-hmm. they're gonna give it to him instead of her. I don't think he's head coach material. Why not? I I, I don't. I think. With his personality, I think he's more of an assistant coach or a player development guy. That's what I would be. Well, but I like I think Phil Jackson had the same mentality that Tim Duncan has. Phil that, was an average player. Tim Duncan was great, which right? is and that to me would indicate that he has a chance to be a very good coach. Okay, so you know, if you want to continue the culture of the Spurs, like yes, I get that, Tim Duncan. I just don't think it's something that he would want. I, I think he was doing the coaching thing because he's bored. I think Tim Duncan and Kawhi Leonard are two players that we know very little about what they truly want. <laughs> I think we know more about Tim Duncan than we do Kawhi. 
Well, like he likes khaki uh, cargo pants and flannel shirts, and he's got really cool hair. <laughs> anyway, um, like I said, right. I, San Antonio is definitely not going to be the worst team in the NBA. It's the last team I mentioned because there's not much to talk about there. It's, it's yeah, they didn't make any moves. We mm-hmm. thought maybe DeRozan was on the move, and who knows? Maybe there will be a move there, and maybe they they can adjust and bring in somebody and make a push. Um, and you can't ever count out Popovich when you know he's that good. That's true. Uh, so you know there's a chance that they do something, but that's the last team, and, and that is all 30 teams. In the hey, NBA, we did that friend. fast. Yeah, told I'm you with was, that. I think that's a told good you it was gonna be fast. Uh, so dark horses: Washington, Atlanta, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yes, I want to see where they. I want to see them do well. Uh, I need one more though. I need one more. Well, Dallas. Way. Everyone. Uh, they may if not be already a dark. Call- they may not be a dark horse anymore. Yeah, but, but if you're, if people are already saying Luke is going to be MVP, I hate these preseason calls. Like, and I don't take anything from preseason at all because if preseason, then you give your boy on the Lakers the, you know, the nod. Talon. MV- yeah, Taylor's MVP. MVP, one hundred percent. I think the biggest storylines. Um, Clippers. It's yeah. Well, uh, well, Clippers, for you, Lakers. for you. No, I, I no. I'm just talking about like if you look at the NBA overall. The biggest storylines are, are Brooklyn, mm-hmm. like what that's going to be, how things are going to settle in Houston, and then what can Golden State do? Those are the three teams, storyline-wise, overall, that you're going to see. There's a lot of new things happening here. What's going to happen? How is the season going to go? A lot of unknowns in those three areas. The rest of the teams are pretty you know, set in their ways. Just like, make it to the playoffs and right. compete and then see what happens from there. Right, right. Be, that's what you need to do. I agree with you 100%. I would love to see Phoenix make the playoffs. Please, Devin Booker, make the they're playoffs. They're definitely going to make the playoffs in my Don't opinion. Don't, hey, chill, chill. No, dude. no, no. I They're they're too skilled. Now, with Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, their, their wing their wing pieces are nice. Yeah, but I think you undervalued Golden State a little bit. Because Oubre's nice. Oubre's nice. Right? Well, we, I want to see what they're Wiseman's going to do. I think Golden State and Phoenix are in that same I'm pretty sure I had them in the same group. Okay. Just below contenders. Okay. Yeah. What else you got? I mean, that's all you got? Just 30 <laughs> just teams, teams <laughs> just breaking down the whole NBA. Hey, I thought that was really good. I want to say something. I just said I had a surprise for you that I wanted to tell you. I thought this was so cool. And this is why we fuck with you guys so hard. We have so many of you guys who participate in everything we do, whether it's on social or on here. Uh, you know who you are. We appreciate you so much. And our boy Bish, Sean Bishop. Yeah. Okay. Who's been a listener and a friend of ours for a while now. All the way in New Zealand, right? And he hit me up last night. He's all, dude, I'm creating a Spotify playlist of all of your outro songs. He was on. He was up to episode 66. Oh, my God. This guy is putting in work. Clips and Drew is going to, going to have our own Spotify playlist of all it. of our outro songs. That's fantastic. It was so cool. And I'm like, dude, thank you for even putting in the effort. For That's that. amazing. He's like, I'm up to 66 right now. I told him to pick up like... Uh, tell me his, his top five songs. He gave me his top five songs too, which I thought was pretty cool. So again, that might be a lot of work, Bish, because this is episode 167. Yeah. So you have about 100, 100 more. 100 left. That's yeah, but that'll fly by. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah. We've, I think we've reused two or three. So uh, Accidentally. I didn't mean to. I just, there's a lot of songs that I really like. Um, the, for episode 167, Drew, I heard this on a documentary that I was watching about Jersey the other night. About the most dangerous city in New Jersey, which was wild. But this song is called Mmm. You know Clips and Drew, I got that podcast with them. Mmm. Killer Rays. Alright, this shit bangs. Turn it up, bang it. That is the preseason preview from your boys, Clips and Drew. And we're ghosts. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. 
I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. Riding around town, hood, love me. I be ducking on the block where the bloods be. Oh, you got me in the trap where the drug be. Back my real fat fiend, love me. You know, killer or rider. Got that pistol in my hand, bout to cap me a body. Hit a nigga in the head, and he daily departed. He came out to have fun, and I just fucked the party. Nah, I've been ducking since a young nigga. If you ain't a real nigga, I don't fuck with you. I live life by the cold, nigga. Never for the sun, all I know, nigga. I flood the block with the A1. We just call it mmm, -hmm, I don't say nothing. I'm riding around with the A1. You know I keep that mmm, -hmm, don't say nothing. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. -hmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. -hmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. -hmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. -hmm. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. -hmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. -hmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. -hmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. -hmm. You can pull up on the block where I be, nigga. Gang members all killers, all G niggas. Getting money, mmm, from OT, nigga. Black move that, mmm, that's all me, nigga. I do my thing in the kitchen, I throw that Pyrex on the stove, and then my wrist get to flipping. I got my worker on the corner on a mission to pitch it, and I ain't slept the whole week trying to get to them digits. Oh, that's how a real nigga trap, bitch. Dirty clip just hanging out the strap shit. Post it up, try and get the stack shit. Wild out and dark day and get clapped quick. See, this my motherfucking real life. Post with me, see what the shit feel like. See, this my motherfucking real life. Post with me, see what the shit feel like. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm. I'm in the kitchen whipping up that mmm. I'm riding around town with that mmm. My little nigga smoking on that mmm. And all the niggas sell is that mmm.